Outsiders in the casa. Oklahoma, where the winds come. Sweeping down the plane, twisters blow away your kingdom. Noise from the Sooner State, fill it in your eardrum. Way past the beginning, and we are nowhere near done. My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this how I'm fitting. Getting filled up off your hate as if I need it. While your tanks on eating lighter, people say I did it. You didn't know? When I hit the road, dog cities hear me spitting flows. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical. Spiritual, lyrical, miracle, you imbecile. Going harder than a tombstone. Here lies in a method that never saw his doom, though. Joints instrumentally fire by IQ, yo. Rocking like a Lucifer track, but what do you know? Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental. Forward and I can't go back. Welcome all. This is the Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. Uh, my name is Mario. I got my good co-host David. How you doing, David? Yeah, buddy. How you doing tonight? Oh man, still still feeling the after effects of Friday night's drink that we had at that um, Stogies and Broken Arrow. Oh, you still feeling that, huh? A little yeah, bit light, lightweight. I know. I'm in preseason mode. <laughs> yeah, you got. You're gonna have to. Get ready, cause you know the season's coming pretty daggum soon. I know, I know, I know. But guess what today is? Um, uh, they announced the FA Cup fifth round schedule day. Nope. I'll give you one oh. more guess. Matter of fact, um, I, I normally would give you fifty guesses, but this time only one. Uh, Todd turned seventy-five. I think that was last year. But um, <laughs> oh, this is the fiftieth episode that we've recorded. Um, oh, and, no. and published and published. Let me clarify. Okay, I was gonna say, say <laughs> technically it's like 52, 53. Hey, nobody's counting those three. Man, tonight's a special night, uh, y'all that are listening. Um, tonight we have the president, El Presidente, Steve Hintz with us. He's the president of 83 United. How are you doing tonight, Steve? I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, David? Oh, man, I'm. Sun, it's Sunday night. Can't can't complain too much. Well, you could, but you know what's the point? And, and also tonight, man, you uh, man, you won this afternoon. So you should be happy. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody can be happy with that. Uh, <laughs> that 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 game that that, that should have been like nine zero, and then you know. But hey, we're moving on the fifth eight, fifth round of the FA Cup. How's Chelsea doing in the FA Cup? Hey, we got we got Aston Villa tomorrow, and we'll handle the business. We won't keep yeah. it a scoreline. We we have yeah, a chance yeah, to win know. two cups this year. I mean, oh, <laughs> the Caribou Cup and the FA Cup. I mean, come on. They're also going to play for. They're also going to play for the U.S. Open Cup this year too. Hey, MLS doesn't want to do it. We'll definitely do it. But um, I kind of don't want to skip on our special guest tonight, and I would love to find out he's been up to a lot of good things. But I first want to ask Steve, um, how did you think last year went about your reactions and feelings? Uh, meh, basically. <laughs> I, I thought we had some good things and some bad things, but, you know, it was just another season more than anything. Now, you say that. I want to ask you, my next segment question was, how do you think this offseason has been going? I think it's it's going to be interesting, definitely, especially with losing coaches and staff, and but 
I think they've you know piled up a pretty decent team so far that I've seen. Yeah. Well, um, you did mention that you know that we lost a lot of um, coaches and we got a new sponsorship, uh, not sponsorship, but a new uh, partnership. And mm-hmm. we also, um, like you said, we got a lot of new players. We lost a lot of good players too from last season. But um, what are your thoughts on the new partnership and how do how you um, like the new um, matchups that we're going to be having in the off season by playing Chattanooga and Huntsville? I, I don't think we're playing Chattanooga, are we? Um, uh, I can't remember no, who all we're playing down there. No, nah, we're playing Tormenta. Yeah, FC from League One and in uh, Huntsville from MLS Next Pro. Correct, correct. And um, yeah. How do you how do you think about those uh, matchups in the preseason? Do you think it's a lot of better improvement or kind of a little bit decent I, matches? I'm, I'm you know getting out of our norm of just playing ORU and TU and local colleges around here. I think it's going to help out. Yeah, that's. Sounds great, and um, I really love the new videos that the team has been posting with um, their training sessions and stuff like that. And I, I guess we got our first preseason victory against the, the other team, <laughs> the FC uh, Tulsa. <laughs> um, hey, we scored two goals. I mean, I'm, I'm happy, and we got Luca back, uh, David's favorite play, player. Yeah. And um, but yeah, that's that's very interesting this season. How do you? How do you think this season is going to come about? Us playing on the uh, West Coast as well. Yeah. I had to stay up late, up late for all these games again. It's going to be different. I but uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be a lot of wait and see. I, Like I said, the players that we signed and brought in, I think will, will be a good addition for us. Um, but – you know, losing our coach and are, are we going to change the formation and change how our philosophy with uh, the new coach and, you know, we build up a play for a style of play from last year and now we're changing it all up. I'm just wondering if it's going to be changed around. So I wanted to ask you, uh, while you are mentioning about formations and stuff like that, who are you, like, really excited to see this season? Of a newcomer, or it could be also a returning player. I think it's going to be interesting how our midfield is going to stack up with we, – we got so many midfielders this year. It seems like actual, I mean, could start anywhere type of thing. you got Nate, and then I don't think he's going to be here very long, truthfully. And then you got Portillo and Kelly and all these uh, dynamic players from last year and year before. And I think it's going to be interesting. And a couple of us um, in the 918 were thinking about formation styles and formations that we're going to be having this season. And we were kind of talking about it could be even like a 4 5 1 or maybe a 3 5, uh, 3 6, uh, yeah, 3 6. Uh, one up top, mm-hmm. so many possibilities. But yeah, like you were saying, we have a lot of midfielders this year, and I know I was talking to David last year about us no goalkeeper. Some... Hey, hey, hey! Now, I, like I said, three six one. I got no goalkeeper on there yet. <laughs> if you have that offense, you don't need the the defense. 
Yeah, we're going to play indoor style soccer. So, uh, David, do you have any questions? Um, yeah. So, Steve, president of A3 United. Um, yes. You just got back from the uh, the big conference up there in Montreal. Was it in Montreal? Yes, it was Montreal. It's very uh, eye opening um, with seeing all of the clubs from the MLS all the way to we have we had a couple MPSL uh, supporters groups with us as well. Um, just seeing there is a lot of information and just didn't have enough people to absorb all this information. Um, it, I mean, it was a great experience and I would suggest anybody that is in supporters groups to come and join and learn. And because there was some people from the MLS that were asking how, how the USL does certain things and, you know, just even just like, how do you do your TFOs? And it was just it's an amazing little conference. So that meeting that, that meeting that you went to, what, uh, could you give us some information about that? I know me and David are probably well versed on it, but for other people that I never heard of the meeting, could you give us a little yeah uh, synopsis of it? Yeah, well, ISC is the Independent Supporters uh, Council for uh, anybody that's a uh, soccer supporter group. Um, I'm almost kind of say it's kind of almost like a union esque type of way we do everything. Um, 83 United is in the ISC, um, any, uh, supporter, I mean, can join. I mean, we have, there was a couple from, uh, MPSL with, uh, Akron. They're called the Rutherford city underground and they only have five members. And there was two of them that was there. And, you know, you've got clubs, you know, Hey, we, we have 2000 members. How do we, boost up more membership and then they're like we have five <laughs> it was kind of crazy on that like end of the spectrum but those guys were uh pretty awesome guys to uh talk with they're just basically starting out their their supporters group and wanted to know how to what to do and they got so much information and I'm I'm really excited to see what they're going to do next. That's awesome. Um, you got to go up there. Um, uh, eighty three United pulled on some hardware too from that. Uh, from the little award ceremony. You want to fill in everybody? Yeah, we uh were the uh, philanthropic award for twenty twenty three, with you know throughout all of the ISC. I mean, there's, I'm trying to remember about 60, 70 members of the ISC, you know, from like huge clubs like MLS with, you know, the Timber Army and Third Rail and Mint City, all the supporters groups there, the Cauldron. And then just for us to be even recognized on, because we we can't do what scale that they can do, but for us to be recognized of what we try to do and are doing is just very humbling. That's I was awesome. definitely not expecting to win. That's awesome. 
that was really awesome that you guys got to go and experience that. And I know that you guys got to go a couple of ho- uh, hockey game. Is that correct? Yeah, we went to one of the uh, PWHLs, the Premier Women's Hockey League. Um, and it was in a hundred year old stadium with seats that weren't, haven't been updated since the sixties. They were basically park benches, but it was, the atmosphere was just crazy. Very electric. So it was Taft stadium is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) No, they have actually a history. Oh, good one. Good one. I like that. I like that answer. Um, but um, I did want to ask you, what's um, having all those supporter groups out there and anything like that, is there anything that – it doesn't have to be particular, it doesn't have to be the most important thing, but is there anything that you can bring back to the group and kind of work on 83 United to do collaborations yeah, or anything like that? Definitely. There's a lot of things that we're, you know, we're have our meeting in, you know, the first Tuesday of the month. And some of the things where we – we're coming back. We have pages upon pages of notes and everything about what has gone on, what we can do to help out, even not even just our club, you know, helping out other members, like even like 918 and everybody else. I think, I think it's going to be a very informative uh, meeting. That's awesome. So I wanted to ask you, um, is there anything, um, any plans for the future for any collaborations with like any supporter group, any kind of meetings like that? Or was it just simply just kind of business wise, just showing up and kind of. It was a lot of it was of, uh, Hey, what, what we, what do you do and what to, what I could do to, boost up our numbers or sell, you know, merchandise and stuff like that. Cause some of the people like, um, uh, the Timbers army did a thing about, uh, their merchandise and their merchandise is off the scale of the stuff that I, things that I would never think about trying to do and doing, I mean, they have one of their scarves that's, although, I mean, it's a scarf that they've done for 20 years, but they've sold 68,000 of them. Oh. There's, yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, they're selling 4,000 a year, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a bigger club, but just tapping in that little t- uh, little thing, it just could be amazing that yeah. what, what could do. That's that sounds good. Well, um, I wanted to ask you. You were talking about supporter groups, and um, I know you're a big part also of eighty three United, but you are really um big into this um, polar plunge. Um, I know we spoke about it last year a little bit. We would love to hear some more about it for this coming up year, and how many supporter groups you have already signed up for donating for this great cause. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the polar plunge is uh, February seventeenth, and I haven't seen any nine one eight brigade to uh, sign up yet. Just you know, but put that out there. Oh, oh, shots <laughs> fired! Oh, we got we got somebody that came in late today, so I think I know. Yeah. I don't know. Last person's it, right? Oh yeah, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it's an amazing cause. It's for uh, the Special Olympics of Oklahoma. Um, I know there's other uh, polar plunges around the nation for other states and everything else. And one of the things we've done the past few years is trying to get other uh, supporters groups from around the nation to donate to our cause. And last I checked, I think we got 22 states, roughly 23 states from throughout the United States that have already donated to our cause. And actually we have a map that the first one from that state, uh, they claim their, their state on the map. So, but as of right now, we've actually surpassed our pledge goal um, of 5,000, but we definitely want to get, uh, the the top ranking because uh right now the tpd is above us right now by a few hundred dollars but i think uh i think by the end of it i hopefully i'm pretty sure we're going to be above be the top of the table oh yes that sounds good to me um and i think last person uh last group that donated was uh, the colorado uh, switchback supporter groups is that correct yeah, it's Switchback um, uh, Savvy. Okay. They're not, they said they're not officially a, a supporters group, but they do like anything about the Switchbacks nation. So that's awesome. Oh, cool. Um, David, do you have anything? Um, do you want to keep on this or you want to switch to back to FC Tulsa topics? Um, we'll, we'll can switch it back to FC Tulsa. Okay, so, um, so we'll talk. Me and Mariano and Josh talk about it later. But we've we've had a lot of a lot of, little bit of turnover. Um, are you surprised that we was able to go and uh, poach the uh, academy director for Louisville City FC as our new head coach? I I think it's it's going to be very interesting. I think it's uh, surprising because. You know, Louisville knows what they're doing, and to get somebody that's been in their system for years, I think he's going to have a lot of input and uh, a lot of direction on what we can do and what we need to do going forward. Right. So I I, I pose this theory to Mariano, but I think our assistant coach might be our head coach of the future um, with with our current head coach going to say an academy director or directing of yeah. whatever call it because uh, Luke Spencer is a he's a quality player for Louisville back in the day and he actually when their uh, coach uh, retired midseason uh, him and uh, DePiccolo and I think uh, Brian Ombi they they all stepped up and was like player coaches for like five or six games so I, yeah. I think Luke will be a, a, a great asset and this is something me and Mariano talked about. He's our first attacking, attack minded coach we've had in, since the the Vaught era. Um, so, yeah. with this type of coaching philosophy change to from midfielders and defensive coaches to attacking uh, forward based coaches, uh, do you see our 
maybe goals per game's going up or being playing more on the front foot this year with Philip Goodrum? Uh, well, I definitely hope so. I mean, we're pretty stacked uh, offensively with having Goodrum and Kelly and Portillo and everybody. I think it's going to be – I think we're definitely going to get more goals this year, which I'm okay with. <laughs> All right, yeah, I can't can't ever uh, look look down more goal scores, but uh, this this has been a, a topic of a me and Mario will go back and forth, and I'm a huge proponent of the Western Conference. He loves the Eastern Conference. Where do you sit at? Do you prefer the West or the East? Or well, we we change every year, so <laughs> um, I think the West the Western Conference can be more open. You know, the, the, I think they have more styles of play. Uh, the Eastern Conference seems like everybody tries to play in one or two styles, more of a defensive style play. But, like, I think the Western is more more of an attacking style. Good, Mariana. So, while you guys are speaking about the Western Conference, and uh, we just got moved to the Western Conference with Memphis, I wanted to ask you, is it for this year? Do you think our main rival will be Memphis this year? I know we were kind of having a little off-season issues with them last season, but uh, are we going to maybe start a little derby with them this year? Because we're both kind of like central from everybody else. And, um... I, we tried to do it uh, a couple of years ago, just never gone to fruition. I think more of our more. Uh, Rival now is San Antonio, truthfully. We definitely play them tougher than we play a lot of other teams. I'm going to throw on an outside choice of this, but New Mexico with, uh, you know, Portillo coming over from New Mexico. Um, yeah. You know, A.O. Flanagan signed with them. He used to be at Tulsa. And now uh, New Mexico just signed Matt Watson, our yep. assistant coach. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with New Mexico being our big rival now. I can see it. I mean, I truly, I love the curse. They're, uh, they're amazing people. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just hope next season we can kind of have a central division so we can actually have regional rivals instead of, um, and then like I'm saying for next year, we'll have a new team that we're going to be facing. That's going to be a lot closer and a lot better because there's city has, uh, close uh, proximity to us, so that would be great. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yep, Arkansas. Um, I was going to ask you about that Arkansas team. Have you seen any of their names that they've had kind of floating around for their team? Uh, I've seen one of them, but or I, I've seen two or three of them. I think that was Ozark FC, one of them, and then like the Riggenbachers or something like that. but And also they have like the um, Ozark Town. Ozark, yeah. Ozark United. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> when, when the other one, like the Ozark Ridge Runners or something like that? Yeah, yeah I think it's like Ridge Runners. I said Riggenbachers. Oh, that's a lot better choice, though. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, it's going to be exciting next season, but I'm super excited for this one to come out. Yeah, and, uh, we're going to be meeting the coach, I guess, here next 
That's coming up Friday, is it? Uh, yeah, this Friday. Uh, David, do you have any further questions? No, I'm good for right now, bud. Well, cool. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being on tonight. Um, if you can do me a favor, uh, if you can tell everybody um, where they can find the supporters group, your social handles, and also how they can be involved on in that polar plunge because it's it's a great cause. As you know, I I did a plunge a couple of years ago, and I know you did. I, you remember when I got in the water for Angela? Yep, you did. I remember oh, that. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I, it depends if we get the sixty degree weather. I, I might jump in. You know, if you need somebody, <laughs> jump in. I might be oh, a yeah. lot cooler than it was that one time. Right now, I think we have six people that are going to uh, jump in with us right now. But, you know, we. Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. Uh, those six people. I'm not going to take away. from <laughs> No, no, no. There's plenty. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be at the uh, uh, was it Par- uh, Paradise Bay, whatever it is. Uh, the old Big Splash. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a little sick. There's going to be plenty of room. There will be plenty of room. I'm already feeling sick right now. So, you know, I, I'll do another time. <laughs> well, awesome, Steve. Uh, like I said, if you can give everybody your information and uh, we'll love that. We're also going to post it on um, on our post when we post this um, episode. Okay. But, um, um, yeah. My Twitter handle is the real S underscore hits. Um. And then you got 83 United. So 83united.org, you'll be able to pull up ev- all of our social links. And uh, uh, the Polar Plunge is, uh, you know, just we uh, post pretty much daily or twice a day um, on it. So just uh, find one of our links and you can uh, donate today. Yeah, I, I definitely do. It's a great supporters group. Um Steve does a great job on the tailgates as well and out at the rig. And if anybody's ever interested in joining 83 United, please do me a favor, uh, reach out to Steve or 83 United. Um, They also accept donations. It doesn't have to be for the polar punch. Um, And if anybody's interested in being a part of that, um, please reach out to Steve. But um, thank you so much, Steve, for being on tonight. And uh, we will talk to you later, boss. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. It was it was great to have Steve uh El Presidente of 83 United back on with us. Um uh, I guess Josh is back with us. Uh he's he hasn't been part for the last 25 podcasts, but hey Josh, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. I'm happy to be back. All right. yeah, thank you for um coming around to civilization and updating your laptop and computer. Yeah, you know, it had to happen sooner or later. Yeah. You think uh, Arsenal would buy him a new laptop or something? You know that. Man, I'm not an Arsenal fan. Yeah, you just wear their jerseys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, let's let let's 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 talk a little bit soccer, not Josh. How's that sound? That sounds pretty good. Sounds perfect. I I forgot. There's one thing that I did forget to ask Steve. I know he's a Chelsea fan, but how do you guys feel about Klopp? Klopp leaving them, um, you know, I guess all good things must come to an end. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some big jobs out there pretty soon in uh, La Liga. So maybe he's looking to go over there. What about you, Josh? 
Um, you know, it happens. He's just scared of Pep, I guess. That's what happens when you. Oh God! <laughs> Someone mute him. Mute him. Oh. My Anyways, God. let's let's get back to 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 some legitimate talk. Let's talk MLS. How's that how's, how's sound? That sounds good. You hear Suarez is down in Miami with Messi. You know they're not just trying to stack that team or anything, are they? No, no, no. But last time we were speaking, did we talk about the USSF's um, decision? Yeah, yeah. We talked about how they uh, told them to to get bent. You're playing in the U.S. Open Cup. Oh yes. So that's what that's one thing I wanted to talk about tonight was I wish. Every freaking MLS owner and Don Garber himself would go over to England and watch some FA Cup matches. They go to Newport County and Wales, where United played tonight, and watched that place, nine thousand uh, person stadium, terrible field that they share with the rugby team, and it was just awesome. Stadium was awesome, crowd was awesome, everything's good. That's what the U.S. Open Cup should be. The FA Cup should be what the U.S. Open Cup in America is. You know the problem is, right? It's, it's yeah, just one thing. Yeah. It, the real problem is that they're not making any money out of it. It's not – they don't need it no more. It's not – they don't have to fly the coattails of the history of the, of the Open Cup here in the United States anymore. They so have a little that- League's Cup. So they, the U.S. Open Cup's not about them making money here. It's it's about the and it's not about Manchester United making money or Chelsea making money over in England. It's about the little clubs in the fourth or fifth division, the MPSLs making money or the USL making money or clubs making money. It, it's just a joke that they they don't care about anybody but themselves. It's MLS or they don't care. Uh, so they they were talking about how if it might've been better for Newport County if they was able to tie that game instead of winning that game, just because they get that replay and they get more television money and they get a cut of the ticket sales at, at old Trafford for it. They, they weren't talking about the announcers. Like they were like, maybe it'd be more beneficial for them to tie instead of win because it's a monetary thing for the lower clubs. Yeah. It's great that they might get a beat a big club, big name, but if you're sitting in the fourth or fifth tier and your club's barely breaking even or not breaking even, that's what those games are for, for the U.S. Open Cup. Maybe, you know, we got this big dog team coming in that they could sell out everything and make their payroll for the year. And that's not what MLS understands. So I want to ask you, what what do you think MLS understands? What what do you think would – would uh, benefit benefit MLS for even being in there? It, so the U.S. Open Cup before COVID was what played for 108 years uh, with that interruption. Yep. Wasn't it something like that? So there's the history of that, and if they cared anything about soccer in America, they understand that hey, this is a one-off. Um, you know, we come in on the third round. Maybe we play one or two lower level teams. And, you know, soccer's not 
the most popular sport in America. You know, it's behind football, baseball, basketball, maybe hockey, maybe NASCAR. It's about getting into these smaller towns and cities and exposing the game to these people in the smaller towns and cities. And maybe it drives participation up. Maybe it drives this kid who plays both basketball and soccer. Maybe he decides on soccer instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they don't understand that. You, you're you right. They don't understand that. They they look at it as a monetary thing, and they're not making money on it, so they don't care. Yeah. What do you think about it, Josh? I haven't heard your inputs on it. I, I really I stand with what David said. I don't think I could have said it any better. The MLS only cares about themselves, and if they aren't getting anything from it, why would they? Why would they risk? I guess their players getting hurt, or maybe if they do lose to a smaller team that hurts their reputation. We all know the MLS loves their reputation, so they don't want to be embarrassed. I guess you could say. Okay. Well, that's that's all the MLS talk I got in me. I don't know how how you feel. You got any more MLS talk, Mariano? Oh no, I just I'm good to be honest. Somebody said something about the kits being released, and I was like, I don't care. Well, we can talk 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 a little USL talk. Um, I guess the big news that came about since last time we recorded was Josh's favorite team, the Las Vegas Lights, sold. That's Mariano's favorite team, not mine. <laughs> you know my 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 big question so they they uh sold to former major league baseball player uh jose batista um my big question is did the llamas come with the team i hope they did and the pools and the beds by the field hope all that and the uh, helicopter with money so the previous owner brett lashbrook you know he is a car dealer in Las Vegas and everything the Las Vegas lights to me screamed car used car dealership antics. You know, we got the llamas, we got the helicopter, we got Jose Canseco coming in. We got the mattresses by the, by the field. We got the little kiddie pools, you know, it just everything screamed used car salesman. And I'm really, really interested to see what uh, Joey bats is going to do with the team. You know, from everything I've been reading, it's been more like a, business strategy kind of thing, you know, um, just taking over a sports franchise. And I just hope he doesn't go and plays this year and see how they do. If they do horrible and he sells it and brings Oakland, uh, Oakland athletics <laughs> to Las Vegas and makes it the Las Vegas athletics for baseball. Yeah. That, that, that kind of worried me too. It was like, did, did you think he was buying an MLS team? No, I don't. That's, <laughs> I think that's way above his pay grade on that one. But I mean, we've seen weirder things. Josh, got any get any opinions on Las Vegas? Oh, I think it's a great. I think it's a great sell. I think. How do you say? Is it Batista? Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think he's gonna bring soccer back. I know he's a baseball guy, but I think he obviously knows the ins and outs of sports. I think he's going to bring back the winning, if there ever was winning in Vegas. He's going to bring back the winning in Vegas. Has it been? <laughs> All right. So, I, since we uh, last talked, 
there's been some major major shakeup in the the, the transfer market USL. Um, I'm gonna go. I got about I got six six people on my list that I just saw were major major transactions, and let's talk about each one of these deals. But uh, first one was Augustine Williams going from Charleston Battery to Indy Eleven. What's that do for Indy, guys? You know, it, I always feel like Indy gets really good players, but they never perform. So maybe Williams will prove me wrong. He's gonna he's gonna bring Indy to the MLS. <laughs> that was supposed to happen years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The next one is a MVP and Golden Boot winner Albert Dequa going from Pittsburgh Riverhounds to uh, the new franchise Rhode Island FC. Thoughts? I think Indy. I'm not Indy. Sorry. I think uh, Rhode Island and New Hampshire are, should no longer be able to pick up any more players. I think they already signed up their second team. As many <laughs> signed players that they've gotten, it's not right. <laughs> but all kidding around, that I'm so glad we're away from the East now. Not only that, I think Rhode Island's going to be for a first year team. I think they're going to surprise, maybe not surprise a lot of people because of the signings they've made. I think definitely a top five team. They're they're going to be scary good. Number three on my list, and there's a corresponding move with this one, but uh, Pablo uh, Cisniega coming over from Charlotte FC to San Antonio as a new goalkeeper one. I, I, I don't I don't understand it, and I know we're leading to this, but yep. I, I do not understand it. Josh? You cut out for me. I'm not going to lie. I, didn't, I wasn't able to hear you. Okay, but um, so my thoughts on it, guys, was uh, it just really seemed like Farr was in Alan Marcina's uh, doghouse since the FC Tulsa game. Actually, he started that game, and then the very next week they bring in Nick Marsman from the MLS goalkeeper pool. You know, formerly played for work. Uh, he might have been near Miami, but uh, then Marsman, you know, started the rest of the season. So. You know, when I saw them make this move to bring in Cisniega, I was like, oh, Farr's gone. He, he's not going to be in San Antonio anymore. So that brings me to move number four, Jordan Farr moving from San Antonio to Tampa Bay Rowdies. Guys, uh, Tampa Bay, better with Farr? I'd say so. I'd say so, yeah. I mean, Jordan, I think everyone in Tulsa wanted Jordan, Jordan Farr here. So this is as big as it gets for a goalkeeper. I wish he was coming to Tulsa, but you win some, you lose some. Wish any goalkeeper was coming to Tulsa. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, wow! I had to. Wait, 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 wait! Oh, did I, did, did I say? Yeah. That? Yep. Did did I channel that to Mariano? <laughs> what? Oh man! <laughs> well, we do got goalkeepers, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, no, I had to beat you guys to the punch for that one, but um, I gotta be the outlier. I love Jordan Farr as. Uh, individual love to bs with him on the field and whatnot um as a fan and banter with him all day but i wasn't really impressed like goalkeeper wise when i saw him play i got to rewatch a couple matches and he had a couple good saves but i rather have michael nelson in him you know i, I hate to say that but whoa yeah 
It's All just... right. Let's get on that Nelson bandwagon. All right. Yeah. Any, all right. So move number four. Uh Matt Sheldon from Hartford Athletic, who knew he was still on the roster, gets traded to Detroit City FC. Shelly Josh going to Detroit. Um, no comment from me. No comment from you. Ain't that your favorite player? <laughs> um, I don't know the guy. You don't know, he's dead to you now? Is that what you're saying? <clears throat> no, no, no. I just don't like Detroit out of all the teams. So don't like Detroit. I think it was his decision. Yeah, I don't think it was either, but still. Yeah. All right. Uh number move number five. This is a crazy move. Um Neko Brett going from Birmingham to Memphis. Um, yeah, so this is we've seen a number of uh rivals moving teams to the other side this year. This one's a wow move. How do you guys feel about Neko Brett going to Memphis? And to be honest, I I was expecting a big name player to go to Memphis because they lost so many good players. And um I, I didn't see Nico Brett going to them at all. Well, you know, right before they announced this move, uh, Kyle Murphy, who just signed like a multi-year contract with Memphis, uh, retired out of the blue. So, I mean, I, I, just, I just can't believe the sheer amount of people going to the, the dark side from teams this year. It's crazy. And so that brings me to my one of my final ones. Uh, Yuma. Yuma's resigned with El Paso. How do you guys feel about Yuma coming back? What is he like? Fifty years old now. He looks like it. <laughs> Brought him back just to get more uh, phantom red cards. Right. We get to see him twice this year. Oh boy. <laughs> Mariana, how do you feel about Yuma? Yeah, that guy's. I don't even want to talk about him. Go ahead, next. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got. I got a couple of bonus ones I want to talk to you guys. It's it kind of it kind of involves MLS, but uh. There was two guys that signed with the teams. Uh, Pape Marboy signed with Phoenix, and Jackson Lee, a goalkeeper, signed with Rhode Island. So these two forgo, like Jackson Lee was like a top uh, MLS super draft pick this year, and instead of signing with his team, he goes to the USL. And uh, uh, boy, he he didn't even put his name in for the super draft, and so signing with USL. Um, what do you think that says about the leagues? And how like MLS with the like player rights and stuff. Mariana, you want to go first? No, you go ahead. I there's the one big thing I think this means is that the USL is better at oh what's the word? Uh forgot the word. Uh crap. You're Mariana, you're gonna have to I forgot the word. For <laughs> me, I I think USL was starting to fill its potential and probably should and I hope and I pray for this to happen but I hope for them to make a Premier League make a a one step higher because I think our main teams franchises in this league and the Champions League championship could fill out a Premier League team a division one caliber caliber team yeah we don't have the stadium capacities like MLS does, but I think the USL is leaps and bounds and probably just 
one notch right underneath MLS, like literally, and not just by standing wise, but as operations and governance. I mean, it's just more professional. I prefer it. It's more community wise. It's more in sync with the world soccer football has played in anywhere else. And the USL is just really close to just being elite compared to MLS. What I think this screams is that um, prospects are finding it. Uh, the USL is going to be an easier route to achieve their personal goals, i.e. moving to Europe um, and playing there. I think with the contract situations, you know, these guys coming out of college at 19, 20, and if they sign an MLS contract, they're tied up for the next three, four years. They're not going to get that move that they want. I mean, we just saw Jesus Ferreira, you know, I, I, I get it, and I understand, you know, a Russian team tried to come in and buy him from FC Dallas for, I think, like $13 million or something. I get that there are tensions uh, that are strained between the United States and Russia, and so they, there's hesit, hesitation, like, will this deal work, or will, will they get paid, or this or that, because there's so, much, so many sanctions going on right now in the, the political sphere of the world. But, you know, let, let's take our very own Nate Worth. There's a good chance he might not be here for very much longer. He went from the Red Bulls organization to us um, with the main goal in mind. It wasn't to go to MLS. It was go over in Europe and play. So I think you're going to see a lot of good talent. I think start, you know, oh, once they get, you know, they get that little taste of the MLS, they come back to the USL so that they can have that out where they can go to the European markets because the USL teams, they're they're selling them to make money. Um, you know, we've, we've seen Jonathan Gomez move over from FC Dallas to Louisville and do that route. I think the Winders did the same thing. Um, you know, Milan Olosky went to Orange County. Now he's playing over in Europe. Um, you know, the, the Corcoran kid came over from FC Dallas to Birmingham. Now he's being looked at Fidel Barajas. You know, he stayed in the United States, but he he chose to go to Charleston Batteries and went to uh, El Pas or Real Salt Lake. Same thing with Diego Luna from Diego Luna from El Paso to the Real Salt Lake. Um, I think they're 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 figuring out the U.S. scale and the contract structures and everything is more freedom than the MLS. Opinions. Um, I'm full agreements with you. Josh? Yep, I agree. I think the USL is better at developing their prospects. And as he said, people are seeing that. I think they're getting their big money moves. Uh, Mariana, got any more USL talk? I'm ready to talk about some FC Tulsa talk. Let's, let's do that. Let's move into FC Tulsa. So, Fellas, last time we talked, uh, Blair Gavin was head coach. <laughs> Matt, um, let's see. Uh, Donovan Ricketts just moved to the Carolina Corps of MLS Next Pro. Uh, Richie Ryan was still our assistant coach. And Matt Watson was still our um, – uh, he was still an assistant coach. 
my in two weeks how things changed. Um, you know, uh, Blair Gavin leaves. He goes to become an assistant coach for, I believe, Mariano's New England Revolution. Um, Matt Watson just this week leaves to go to New Mexico United, and Richie Ryan leaves to go to uh, FC Cincinnati too. Well, out of that ashes, uh, in stops in steps in Mario Sanchez. I know Mariano loves that because it's another Mariano, another Mario. Yeah, another Mario. Yeah, so Mario Sanchez. Um, you know he 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 comes in. He's the first ever head or. He'll be the first ever head coach slash technical director for FC Tulsa. Um, Sanchez was in the Louisville system. In his most recent role was technical director at the uh, NWSL's Racing Louisville FC, uh, the, the ladies' club there in Kentucky. Um, yeah, twenty-one. He was the interim head coach, and um, before that, he was the academy director for both Louisville City FC and Racing Louisville. Um, fellas, if we're looking to the future and you know, maybe win now and build something here in Tulsa, build a youth academy or something, I think Mario is the greatest signing we could get. Um, if we uh were just had our eyes directly on the prize of winning this year, I think. There might have been better candidates out there, but I don't think Mario's a bad candidate for the job. You, you guys? Well, I really think this came out of nowhere. I've personally never heard of the guy. So, I mean, but if the front office trusts him, he has my trust. They know what they're doing. At the end of the day, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to run a club. So in FC Tulsa, we trust. <laughs> hey, sir, that was trademarked. Yeah. <laughs> your feelings on Mr. Sanchez? Coach oh, Sanchez. I, I, I can see a lot of people's reasoning for kind of being skeptical. Um, he has coached in college as a head coach before, and um, he has, like you said, um, been an assistant coach for the NWSL's women's side. And I think he was going to coach this season as well as interim head coach, I think it was. Um, but I'm excited. I'm ready to see what he does. You know, well, we really can't speculate anything until we see the team on the field. If we get trashed by old Roberts, then we maybe have to have some talks with <laughs> Ryan and the crafts, but we just got to hope and, Hate to use this moniker, but you know we got to trust on the team. We got to trust the coach as supporters. Well, in a corresponding move, uh, Luke Spencer comes over as assist, uh, first assistant coach. Um, Luke Spencer was a longtime USL player. Um, he was a forward for uh, Louisville City FC for a long time. Uh, once he retired, he became the assistant boys director and college recruitment coordinator for Louisville City FC. And then he he took over director of Louisville City's Youth Academy. So, man, I like where this is going. Um, I think we're a few years behind the ball on this. So I think we should, you know, we've been moving this direction four or five years ago once we were an established club. Uh, but 
I like the fact we're bringing in guys that, you know, had very successful stints as academy directors, youth directors, and building a system. These guys had were part of a system that, you know, Louisville is able to sell multiple players overseas or and develop multiple players to professional contracts with Louisville. Um, I think it's a positive move, both of them. How do you feel about uh, Luke Spencer coming in as first assistant coach? Well, I'm I'm really excited. You know, like you said before, offensive-minded coach, um, has experience in the league, and uh, four or five ex- years experience, but a lot of years. And they came from a real, you know, a good franchise team, and they they won plenty. So good pedigree for for that team. Yeah, Josh, how do you feel about Luke and um, Coach Sanchez? I think just like you guys said, I'm excited to finally have an offensive minded coach. Because who doesn't love scoring goals? If you think about our past coaches, you know, Ricketts was a goalkeeper. Watson and Ryan last year were midfielders. Years before that, uh, Hedrick was a defensive uh, coach, defensive player. Vukovic was a defensive player. Um, I think this will be a a, a pleasant surprise for us, but. Um, with our new coach and coaches coming in, we've had a we haven't had a lot of new players uh, being announced. Um, we have had a few. Most recent one was Lucas Sawinski coming back. He was on loan with Charlotte Independence last year. Got a few games there. If you remember Luca, he scored the second ever hat trick in FC Tulsa history. Uh, also, new returning players was Blaine Ferry. Blaine played a pretty good role in the midfield for us last year. He's still a young player. I think you can. Uh, Still produce a lot out there, especially if uh, Nate Worth does get moved overseas. And uh, there's one other guy. I think I'm forgetting his name. Do you remember who he is, Mariano? Uh, Are you talking about Goodrum? Oh, yeah. Philip Good. uh, Let's just say this. Philip Greatrum, you know. (laughs) Uh, Super excited to have Phil back on the squad. you know, a couple of years ago when we signed J.J. Williams, I was like, oh, we got a real, you know, number nine. I'm more excited about Phil coming back than I was when J.J. signed. So how do you guys feel about these three signings, uh, returning players to the team? I'm super excited that we got Goodwin back. Uh, we've been – I know all, all the supporters have been asking. It's kind of been like a hidden secret, not really – um, everybody knew he was going to be coming back, but he had offers and he had to see if they were legitimate and he took us instead of them. So I'm glad he's back. I'm super excited about him being back. Josh, how do you feel? I mean, it's Philip Goodrum. What's what's not to be excited about? You see, he single-handedly almost carried us into the playoffs last season. So you give him a full season with the talent that we have brought for the, in the midfield, I think it could be – I don't want to give my hopes up. I think Philip Goodrum – FC Tulsa led Philip Goodrum. Wait, I said that wrong. <laughs> Anyways, I think yeah. he could lead us to good things. Yeah. Can uh, Before you yeah. say anything, David, um, yep. 
I, I knew you were about to say something, but let me interrupt real quick because Josh is on something really, really, really important that I've stuck my head on, you know, and I've had to argue a lot with a lot of FC Tulsa fans and supporters, but, um, and I know we were still missing a, a goalkeeper and whatnot, but all the reinforcements that we have for Goodrum, you know, Moses last year was injured, you know, uh, all our other players were good, but not, you know, not somebody that can actually feed the ball to Goodrum the way he deserves. And also I have somebody out there with experience that can score goals too. And I just have Goodrum just being the lone striker up there. I am super excited. If you're not excited about having Goodrum with all our new acquired players, uh, you should go check your heart because it's not being right like mine. And so this season, I have a feeling we will be scoring a lot more goals. So right now, our um, our roster uh, total stands at 16 right now. Um, 11 of those guys are returning players. Um, I honestly didn't think that number was going to be this high. Um, so I think that's a great thing. Um, but I'm super excited to see Kelly and Portillo and Adams out there, uh, Arthur Rogers, you know, delivering service to Philip and Moses. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be really intriguing. Um, I, I can't wait for a goalkeeper announcement. It's, you know, I, I know, I know there's some good players on the market in the goalkeeping uh, world. So hopefully we can get one of those. Um, but I, I think what might worry me the most about our roster build, we, we don't have any new defensive additions. Um, we did look, we did uh, let in a little bit of goals last year, but I think that we had we had injuries and we couldn't keep a back line, you know, that played successfully in games together. You know, we couldn't put together three or four games where we, our back line was the same. So um, I hope and pray that this guy that came over from England last year can help solve injury problems, our trainer, and, you know, Super excited. I think we're going to score a ton of goals. Um, your your final thoughts on our roster build, Mario? Well, I am just waiting for you to talk about our next big news for the team. Okay. Well, I'm just going to move right into it since you want me to transition. But uh, FC Tulsa, and I'm, I'm going to try not to butcher this name, but uh, – uh, Can I? Go, go right ahead. All right. So, FC Tulsa actually did a partnership deal with – and please excuse my Italian because I don't never spoke it before, but um, they're called, excuse me, sorry. I had my book open and I was close. Their name is okay. Uni, Union Sportiva Testina Calcio uh, 1918. And uh, they're from Italy. Uh, they were founded in 1918. Uh, they were actually uh, a union of two teams actually merged together um, to build this one team. Um, one of the teams was called Ponziana, and the other one was called Football Club Trieste. And they merged together, and, and they got actually reached the second division in 1924. And they were in the top flight 
till 1956. Um, yeah, go ahead, David. I just wanted to butcher that name myself. Well, so we have a yeah, it's it's a long term partnership with the Tristenia. Um, like you said, they are in the third division of the uh, Serie. Um, well, I guess it's not Serie; they'd be Serie Serie C. Serie C, yeah. Third, yeah, third division. Um, so this team was bought by uh, an American uh, company, and they they've been really heavily like data and um statistical driven to uh reform their squad and so that they've, they've brought that they're bringing that type of um, analytics um, analysis into this team where actually one of their main um, person that's in charge of all that will become the new uh, GM and sporting director uh, his name's Alex Minta so I think this is bringing us uh, I, I'm a little skeptical because this team's had uh, kind of a history of you know that they went bankrupt they foreclosed and you know they got saved by outside investors so you know i'm a little skeptical but i like what they're doing now um using the analytical approach to develop teams um and they've had success i think they're second in Serie c right now is that correct Why i not? think so last time i checked either they were second or third but okay so i think you're right they're they're in the process of being promoted to Serie B in uh, Italy. So, you know, it's working for them. Um, I'm, I'm just really interested in this will be a true pipeline, kind of like uh, Orange County does with the Rangers, uh, Tampa Bay does with Norwich City. If we're going to see some people, some players, some, you know, travel down this pipeline to play for us, to come out on loan, you know, it's just an exciting opportunity, I believe. So really excited for it. I think it's going to, you know, we, we can definitely use the publicity, use the, the everything. So I think, I think it's another positive move by the craft in FC Tulsa. Josh, how do you feel about it? That's, it's definitely an interesting move that I didn't expect. If I'm being honest with you, I haven't looked much into it, but what you guys are saying should be a good move but um, I just hope we get I hope like you said it's like a pipeline they give us some players because yeah it should be a good move overall but uh so we're we're moving really close to the beginning of the new season actually we're recording this on Sunday our first preseason game is six days away. Can you guys believe that? It is right here, right in front of us. Um, first preseason match will be Saturday, February 3rd at 1 p.m. Um, it will be at Oral Roberts University. We take on Oral Roberts. Um, second game will be February 11th at 1 p.m. at Titan. We're taking on Missouri State University. Then we go to Huntsville City FC. Um, Mariano, what's that name of what they're calling this? Uh, that's I forgot the name of it. Um, uh, it's the kickoff battle, the Huntsville kickoff battle. Um, we're going to go down there and play a couple games in Huntsville. Um, we take on uh, Huntsville 
at uh, Friday, February 16th at 7 p.m. And so Huntsville posted that we were playing Tormenta FC, but on the FC Tulsa website, it's saying we're playing Chattanooga FC. So I don't know who our second opponent is, but it'll be Sunday, February 18th at 11 a.m. Um, then we take on Union Omaha Sunday, February 25th, 11 a.m. at uh, University of Tulsa. Then that afternoon, we take on the University of Tulsa at 3 p.m. Then Saturday, March 2nd at 1 p.m., take on uh, the Swope Park Rangers, or Sporting KC2, however you want to call it, at uh, Wichita, Kansas. Then we finish it off on Saturday, March 9th at 11 a.m. as we take on North Texas SC at um, Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. Guys, it's right here. Preseason is right here. How do you guys feel? I'm super, I'm super pumped up for it. Can't wait to be back in the stands. I can't wait to go to next week's preseason game. Hope to see you guys there. Oh, you're definitely going to find us there. I'm for sure, me. I'll be there. David, what about you? Uh, next weekend's busy for me. Uh, wife's birthday and all, so. Yeah, you can't miss that. Can't miss that. Can't miss that, guys. So, I'll be at some of the other ones. So it'll be it'll be good. So, but uh, preseason, fellas, man, it just felt like we were complaining about we we didn't have any player announcements like a week ago, and now we're (laughs) you were complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let me tell you, just Mariano was just griping so much the other Uh day. Right. 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 So I mean, right. it still feels like we've barely had any announcements. I mean, we could we could be Las Vegas, who has announced nobody. We could. It could always be worse. We could be OKC. We cannot have a team at all. Got to look on the bright side of everything. We also got to look at last year. Last year, we didn't even announce Michael Nelson until what March or beginning of March. It, it, it was like the last preseason game, but um. And then today was after that, but I think at this point we already had like 20 players announced. We had two goalkeepers um, announced, you know. So, and Adrian Dispay was still on the team. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who? But I got to ask you guys a question, and this is just me speculating and just, just trying to play a little devil's advocate with this, but is this kind of like a, like our schedule are getting closer and closer to the beginning of the year. Do you think we might have like a German style league like schedule that will have like a fall or summer to yeah, summer starting in August to maybe May league schedule in the future? Because we're getting closer and closer to February, like MLS is going to start it on the ending of February. Uh, the USL is going to be starting on, what is it, March the 9th? It's just getting for me a little closer and closer to the beginning of the year for me. What do you guys think? I think it'll end up happening. I mean, if that happens, I think that means pro, pro well will happen. So let's hope it happens. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say I hope not because – it's not because I love the summer. Um, it's because of NFL. I think that's going to be a huge. So right now we battle NFL and college football two months, three months. 
if we switch it to this this other, you know, we're going to be battling the whole time. It's not going to be, oh, we got four months, then, you know, the last three months, we, we got to take on everybody's attention. It's going to be the whole time. So I don't know. I, I kind of hope not. But, you know, it, it is it is what it is. I mean, it you know, do you want the the blazing cold or or you want the freezing cold or the blazing heat? I think personally, I'd rather choose the cold. Uh, or, I or I would man. say that too, but I work in the cold, and I'm like, oh, you know, the summertime sounds so much better <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, I'll give me the heat any day of the week. All right, fellas. Well, that's all the FC Tulsa news I got. You guys got any more FC Tulsa news? Nope. I got nothing. Well, same here. Nothing. Well, um, the only bit of local news, I think Tulsa Athletics signed their first player. Um, let me see if I can bring that up. Um, I still don't know where they're going to be playing this season. And I, get, I think I guess I need to get with their guys and see where they're going to be playing. Rain is going to be playing in – um, Rain FK is going to be playing in PSL, but uh, yeah, the Athletics signed their first player, Roman Torres, returns for the 2024 season. Um, but I, uh, there's also a new team up in Bartlesville, um, the UPSL squad, you know, like the Bartlesville Buffaloes or something like that, Mariano. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, so that that's cool. Another 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 local team. Um. But uh, that, that's all the local news I got. You guys got anything local-ish? Oh, um, no, well, I, I can't think of nothing. Okay, so you guys got any? You guys ready for hot takes? Or oh yes, oh yeah. Go ahead, let's do some hot takes. Go ahead, David. Start us off. Man. Question number one. Who has been the biggest offseason signing, not re-signing, offseason signing for FC Tulsa this year? Go, Josh. Um, let me let me look at this roster. I think Jeremy Kelly. He's one player I'm really personally excited for. I think he's going to be a huge asset in the midfield. Okay, I will go with. Um, Adams. I am super excited about him. His experience, he knows how to score goals. I mean, this he's going to be needed in that midfield a lot. And him attacking is going to help this team out so much. He'll put a lot of pressure, less pressure on Goodrum and Kelly. It's just going to be a great, great addition for me. Me personally, it's Diego Pacheco. Super excited for Diego. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for us to break out the mustaches and everything. <laughs> All right. Question number: Which promotion do you want FC Tulsa to bring back this year? <laughs> you better let's, say it. Let's bring back Agnite or Country. Yeah. Agnite, baby. <laughs> bring back Agnite. Guys, come on! It's like you do not know which one mine is. If you want me to, if you want me to be serious, they better bring back hot dog night with more hot dog shirts. We need another hot dog shirt. 
Are you sure you are you being serious? I'm being so serious. I forgot about that shirt. I don't even know where that shirt is. I you better know. I gave you mine. (laughs) Oh, you didn't give me yours. Yeah, I did. No, I think you gave that to Todd. (laughs) Now, if you want, if you want to give me your your cow shirt, I'll take your cow shirt. Uh, you can have it. (laughs) So you guys already know mine's. Mine is the Vamos Tulsa night. I love that. It's. I just wish it was like the first year when they had all those food vendors outside and. Uh, that yeah. was a great night for for me personally. Sure, I like that one. I kind of wish we'd have like a Mardi Gras night. You know, I think that'd be fun. That Vomino's Tulsa one one of the nights got canceled, didn't it? Yeah, I think it was what was it last the year before it was, last? It was against Hartford. I yes, think it was. Yeah. No, it was the Vomino's night was against Monterey Bay. Oh, remember they yeah. they didn't they they they, they had that whole situation that night. Yeah. yeah with the the game before the the racism the accusations yeah yep. that was a all right guys you, you go ahead with your hot takes go ahead Josh all right well uh, as you guys know Flop just stepped down where do you do you think he retires is he done. Or does he pursue something else? Maybe like a Man United when that job opens up. Where do you see him going? So what I heard was he says he's taking a year off and he'll be back after that, but he's not coming back to the the Premier League. So I see him going to hoping like the Bayern job comes open or something like that over there in Germany or maybe – if he don't want to take a year off the Barcelona job, because that's going to be open. So I think he's retiring. I think he'll be doing some, some news station in Germany or probably get on some anchor job and talk a little bit about uh, soccer. But I think from watching that video of his announcement for his retirement, he looked just so worn down. Like he was like, I'm done. I think if they would have asked him today, he was like, you want to quit? Probably would have just said, I'm done with the game. Well, but, you've heard who Liverpool's new coach is going to be, right? Who's that? Bob Lilly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Steven Gerrard was going to try to appear. from. <laughs> He's stuck in Saudi Arabia, isn't he? Yeah. Well, Josh, you have another question? I do, I do. Go ahead. For each um conference, Western and Eastern Conference, what team do you think is going to be the most surprising this year? For the East, I think the most surprising in a bad way is going to be Pittsburgh. I don't don't know what they're doing this year. I'm signing a bunch of college kids and what they're doing. I think they're putting way too much faith in Lily Ball. We'll we'll see if it works, but I think they're going to be surprised because they're not going to be as good as they usually are. And in the West, um. Man, all every team looks good in the West. You know, they I see every team's got some flaws, but most every team's got some really, really good pieces. And I think rosters are being built really, really well. Um, I think Colorado might be sneaky good. All right. So I'm gonna give you my good from each conference and my bad. I'm gonna start from my bad ones on the Eastern Conference. And I I don't know how Louisville's gonna do it this year. Uh they just lost one of their key strikers 
and I don't know how you can replace them, you know. Um, I, I think they're going to – they'll find a way to make the playoffs. But I don't know. The East is kind of really built different this year. And a lot of new teams and are just going to outshine them, I think, this year. Uh, my good for this year from the Eastern Conference, uh, you got to look at Hartford. Hartford, with all these signings, I it's going to be a juggernaut this year for me. And you know you're going to always expect Tampa Bay and Louisville to make it, but to dominate, I really think you have to look at look at um Hartford, um, Western Conference. Uh, my bad. Um, if it wasn't for I no, I'm not going to say that. Um, Las Vegas, they're just bad. They don't have any really good sign-ins yet. I, I think they're going to be just horrible this year. Um, my good, I mean, you can never count out Phoenix. They won it last year. I mean, just, man, they keep adding. And that's the thing. I'm like, they're already built good. But I just feel like they're going to, you're going to start leading out from the beginning this year. All right, well. So do you have any more point. questions, Josh? Nope, I'm, I'm good. Awesome. It was my turn, and I've been holding these out for you, Josh, personally, because I <laughs> wanted to know your feelings on it. But um, we all know MLS is, quote-unquote, going to be playing this year. Um, do you think they're going to be having reserve? And this question is for both of you, but do you think they're going to go ahead and run out Fresh team players, or they're just going to be putting their B team players on there. Are you talking for the Open Cup? Yes. I th I think it I think it depends honestly on the team that they're playing, but I would I would think they'd probably go with their second team. But I would if I was a coach, I would go with my first team. It's just more playing time for them. Who cares about the young, youngins? I guess because I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want it. We I mean we we saw what Tulsa Athletic did to FC Tulsa when we played our young. I know we're with the USL. That could happen to a MLS team. They could get, they could get upset if they played their young kids. But I think it'd be smart to play first team, but they'll probably play the young kids. David, no comment. Oh no, that's no, that doesn't. That doesn't count on this episode. I think I, sp I, I spoke my opinions of MLS the last few episodes, and I, I don't want to get an MLS talk. <laughs> okay, we we know we we know I don't like MLS and the Jack Weasels. <laughs> All right, my next question. This is FC Tulsa related. Give me the your over or under on if we're going to be getting loan players this year. Uh, and I'm going to say two, over or under. Let's say over. Uh, say over. So how many did we get last year? Three? Nelson was on the loan. Armor was on the loan. Hughes. Um, who? Yeah, he, he, he was. Then uh, that guy from Minnesota. So we got four, I think, last year. 
kidding. I definitely think we'll get over. I think we'll get about four again this year. Okay. All right. And my last question, and this is the one that I want to know. And I'm going to do two years for this one. How many loan players from our new partnership will we be getting in two years span? Uh, I say over or under on three. Um, gonna go over five. Actually, yeah, no, over five. I think we get one a year. You said one a year? Yeah. Okay. All right, so you say under. All right. All right. Well, you guys got anything else to say? I'm super excited. Thanks for Steve for coming on. Um, everybody go donate to, um, you know, whoever you want to on 83 United. I, are, are they doing individuals or this year, like last year, or are they doing just a group for? Donations? I think they have some people doing um, individuals, but I know they're going to be doing it as a group. So they have the whole entire group as one, but donate. Um, get on A3 United's Twitter page that get a link to their uh, donation page for uh, Polar Plunge. And if you don't know the Polar Plunge, it benefits uh, the Special Olympics here in Oklahoma. Um, helps fund all the athletes getting to Stillwater to do the competitions. Um, yeah, it's a great cause. Um, I personally have done polar plunges in the past, and water is usually very ice cold. So go support them. And um, just want to let you know, Jet, how much money would we have to build up for you to jump in the polar plunge? Fifty dollars. Fifty bucks. That's all we have to raise up. Fifty bucks, so you can jump in. Sure. Okay, you hear fifty, you're fifty, fifty bucks by our first preseason game, and I'll do it. How much to jump into the banana suit? <laughs> um, I'll do that for free. All right, you heard it, fifty bucks, folks. Um, uh, you could just pay it. Say I am submitting it, so Josh can be on. Jump in the polar plunge. I, I think I might just do that now. <laughs> well um if you guys don't have anything else um thank y'all for being on tonight thank y'all for listening to this podcast episode it's our 50th episode i can't believe we've done this far um you too <laughs> hey now all right people's episodes all right <laughs> um <laughs> well um thank y'all for listening do me a favor share it like it send it to your friends if you have any questions, comments, if you want to be on, please let us know on our platforms on Facebook, on X slash Twitter. If you, see, if you see us on the open, please let us know how you think about this episode. Um, here in the next couple of months, we're going to have some changes. We're actually going to have maybe a website uh, for both 918 Brigade and the podcast. Uh, more to come on all those things. Next episode, we're going to be having a Probably a round table. We'll be discussing all FC Tulsa plus a little bit extra more. We might even have Shadow Wolf on that one. I know a few people we can get on for that one. Oh, yes. We'll definitely have a big round table discussion about the season. 
maybe we'll talk about the first game, preseason game, and many more. But, um, guys, thank y'all for being on. And vamos, Tulsa. Almost told. I don't give a cotton picking about the block you kick it on or the pot you pissing on. I'm from my hotter hell of poverty where cops are killing. The youth to lock their prison, gotta get from around this living. I hold my own, and I don't even got a chrome. I caught the block, mama old is acting like he grown. Now peep the logic. Got a heap of problems, a mathematician. You see, I gotta keep it honest. A past offensive from my childhood, a force you to forfeit. Turn snitch a crossover, source work for corporate. The hardship is not marked for fake artists barking. The art seek astrologist, a star to your rocket ship. Soon as I change styles, the moment that y'all pocket it. Prophets eyes, prophesize giant side dollar clips for blessings. There ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging 20 Jesus session. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. Yeah, uh, outsiders in the casa.